Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile Coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into Jira tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. The football pod. Boom and jeering and the anticipation. And then as he strikes it, there's that intake of breath. Because he puts the bloody ball 14 uh, yards beyond. The, the second he hits. It's it. I knew we were on the pressure. Subscribe to the Football Pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Hello and happy Christmas and a happy new year. We're in between that little, that little period. <laughs> Are we? We're in between, yeah. We're, we're quite far. Um, we're quite far gone. But from Christmas, yeah, you can still talk about it. Uh, but we're we're kind of looking ahead a little bit more now. This is the OTBAM Crystal Ball as we look ahead to 2023 in the uh, the year of sport. Make our predictions. Make fools of ourselves. Look back. So we're predicting, as you'll see on screen. Can we? Can we still talk about it? Can we? Can we? Can of course. Can we? Yeah. We look okay. back this time next year. Premier League, the Women's World Cup, which of course. Did you enjoy the World Cup final, Shane? What did you think of that? It was up. Cracking game of football. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And the team that won were just definitely Ebb, deserving of it. Ebbed and flowed a bit. Ebbed and flowed. It was a game of two halves, 45 minutes per half. Controversial. Controversial. It was. Not, not without its controversies. No, and it was in Qatar, and there were fans in the stadium. <laughs> so it was very good. Sorry, we'll get that coming up back on screen. The Women's World Cup, the Premier League. Uh, we're predicting the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship, the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship, the Masters in Golf. I've missed a couple there, but uh, the, essentially the whole year in sport. Everything that, that uh, is about to happen. Nathan Murphy is beside me in the studio. Nathan, how are things? Hey, Shane. Jer, how, how are, are you? Very good. And we've got Adrian Barry on the line as well. Adrian, how are you? Very Happy fe- Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Very festive looking there, Adrian. You really made Listen, an effort. I just took, took a breather. Like Shane said, 45 minutes a half. Like, look at all that added time there was, as, as we know. In the, the final. final. Yeah. 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 What did you make of the, the, the final, Adrian? Itself. Good now, yeah. It's sort of a bit surprising, wasn't it, in terms of like the way the the, the expectation of how the game was going to go. Was it surprising? Why was it surprising? Why was it surprising? Just, but just the way it turned out. All right, we get it, we get it, we get it. Result, Let's move on. <laughs> maybe the result wasn't a great surprise, you know. Maybe, maybe that's what everybody expected. Yeah. Uh, did the year, did the year in sport twenty twenty two go the way you all expected? There's no there's no <laughs> mad surprises, well. Oh, you've got no patience. <laughs> Let's move on. Unless there, was, unless there was that big surprise in the World Cup final that we can't talk about. Who could have predicted that Senegal went all the way? <laughs> wow, what are the chances? You're going to look great if that actually happened. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to know. I don't, I don't know who looked the idiots in last year's crystal ball predictions, but I'm sure there were idiots. And I'd say we have it to hand, do we? I don't know if we do. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, lads. This is basic production 101. Where's well, last year's predi- predictions? Fair, like I'm sure someone will dig it out for us and make us all look like idiots. Um, there's a lot of pressure on these because you, you, they will be shown back to you at some point if, if you make a howler and uh, having or not as no, the, case the, may the be. only the only way these ever are seen again is if you predict something right you remember six months on that you predicted it correctly clip it yourself and you clip it yourself as vanity. I think Owen Sheehan might have done at one stage yeah well that's understandable whatever happened to that guy that's the big shock of 2022 for me that that guy's no longer around <laughs> he is still alive folks well, just in case you're tuning again, in again we're you know it was a month ago so let's <laughs> 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 not get ahead of ourselves <laughs> yeah it's, it's uh, one of those things I suppose we're going to look back and we'll, we'll clip it if someone has made a, a howler and I, I've actually seen the predictions before we started and uh, there's a couple in there where I'm like nah Ridiculous. Ridiculous carry on. So we'll do all those predictions. I'll probably throw in a couple of bonus ones for our snooker and Formula One fans. Um, you lads can pick out any other random little sports that you that you follow as well. Not little sports, they're obviously important. But um, any other predictions you can get. Should we just dive straight into it? Because the first one is the Premier League. Now this shouldn't be that difficult because we're halfway through the season. We're not predicting something that hasn't already started. Well, not halfway through the season. The World Cup has kind of gotten the road a little bit. But um, Arsenal top of the standings... Um, before the World Cup got underway. Of course, uh, the predictions are up on screen. Myself, Jer and Nathan 
are perhaps unsurprisingly going from Manchester City to to claw it back and win the Premier League title. Adrian, you've gone a different direction. That's an outrageous call in so many ways, isn't it? What date are we again? I don't think it is an outrageous call. Listen, they, uh, uh, the thirtieth, uh, the thirtieth of December. Obviously, obviously okay, Arsenal okay. have a obviously Arsenal have a big game against Brighton uh, tomorrow, yeah. uh, which yeah. is going to go a long way towards deciding how how things develop. Were you surprised by the the Boxing Day results? Uh, oh, well, Arsenal West Ham is, Arsenal West Ham is always uh, a difficult game. So the way that went was was couldn't have really expected it, could we? It's Stevens Day. Since Stevens Day, if, if Kevin Kilbank can say since Stevens Day <laughs> well, live on Match of the Day, fair play to you him. can get up, get on board. Take a note of Joe's um, name. I don't. You're, you're C- like, like City. City is the easy. You've all gone the easy route. Easy route. The, fact, the obvious, factually correct and, one. Yeah. And 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 there's no great surprise about that. Like that that ticks the box of the three. Everything we expect. Um, they are obviously the odds-on favourite. So, um, you know, uh, I've sort of gone out on a limb a little bit. And to be honest, I would uh, sort of agree with some of the sentiment earlier on in the sense that, like, uh, you know, with this prediction slot will never be heard from again unless Arsenal win the league. And I'm going to be, pl- I'm going to be plucking this one back out again. And otherwise, uh, everybody's too lazy to... Plucking uh, this one back out again? Prediction. I think he said plucking. I'm not sure. It's only around. <laughs> I'm not a pheasant plucker. Um, I'm a pheasant plucker son. I'm only plucking pheasants until the pheasant plucker comes. That was not bad. That wasn't bad. That was impressive. Yeah. It may, it may look, it may give look us your like, reasoning uh, behind it, Adrian. It may look like a mug's choice. Like, look, like you say, Nathan. Look, uh, City are odds on, uh, Arsenal are short odds, and then everybody else is uh, long odds. So it's you were only really ever picking between two, and I'm nothing if not one for a bit of recency bias. Um, and so I'm all in. But um, yeah, I think that, like uh, as I said, uh, City the easy choice. Our our Newcastle. Uh, going to squeeze in their Spurs, United, Liverpool. None of them, I don't think so. It's between the two of them. And I think that everything's coming together nicely uh, for Arsenal. Um, you know, potentially, like, look at the tournament that Jude Bellingham had at the World Cup, you know. Uh, and the links links with him had cropped up about a month ago. Um, and so maybe maybe they're ready to, maybe they're ready to act on Jude Bellingham. Or maybe in the meantime... Listen, he's if else. I can predict if, one if, thing for 2023, it's that Jude Bellingham will not be playing for Arsenal. Well, you just don't know. You just don't know. Look, uh, even even What's outside the point of, that, of this entire have, show, <laughs> even outside of that, they uh, I do think that they have a league winning eleven. When you suddenly look across the team, I think that um, they've been obviously the Arteta grand plan is starting to come to fruition. They're another year down the track. Uh, they've obviously yet to play City, but have done a number on on some of the better teams. Obviously, Spurs. Um, beat Chelsea, beat Liverpool. The United result obviously is a bit of an outlier. Um, and we'll, we are going to know a lot more, even though they won't have still played City by the end of January, by the end of January, given that they have Spurs, I think they have United again, and I think they have Newcastle in there as well. But they are a league winning 11 uh, when you look at them now, which you couldn't have said, I don't think, at any point over the last uh, 15 years or so. Yeah, but um, they're going to bottle it. They're Arsenal. Well, that's the only question. I, I don't think it's that outrageous a prediction because I really don't feel. Though I've said Manchester City will win it, I think it's just the fact that they have that inbuilt know-how of how to win titles. I don't think City are anywhere near where they were over the last couple of years. I think Erling Haaland is uh, covering over a multitude of sins in that City team who, with the exception of Haaland, nowhere near hit the heights. Now, that's not to say that they haven't, and that's not to say players weren't looking at a World Cup and thinking about that in the back of their minds and just trying to stay in contention and that we know they have the ability to go on a 14-game winning run and absolutely crush them and we don't know that Arsenal can sustain what they've done. Maybe this was Arsenal pre-Christmas hot streak and actually they'll just go back to being a fine team and they'll finish somehow and they'll finish in the top four but that'll be the extent of it and we'll sort of, again, have all those doubts that I think are completely unfair even if they don't win the league it doesn't necessarily mean they're bottlers unless of course they enter the last three weeks of the season and fully do bottle it but City aren't as strong at the back uh, and haven't been as strong at the back despite the talents of all the defenders that they have Uh, they haven't looked anywhere near as solid I think the players behind Haaland have struggled for form Uh, Grealish Foden with the exception of that performance in the Manchester Derby haven't hit where they should be hitting on a regular basis Uh, Bernardo Silva hasn't quite hit where he could be on a regular basis Gundogan there's too many changes all of the time so I think there are flaws in Manchester City I'm just not convinced Arsenal as of yet are ready to have the consistency over a full season is there any possibility that uh, Pep Guardiola's master plan for a long period of time has been to play without uh, central number nine and now all of a sudden they put the number nine in and while he's scoring goals 
uh, the rest of the team is doing things slightly differently from what they would have done to try and create chances for him. That there's like a Ronaldo at United effect here, a little bit. Well, that goes back to more, uh, is it a Van Nistelrooy at Manchester United mm-hmm. where Van Nistelrooy scores an incredible amount of goals. You cannot say that Van Nistelrooy wasn't an unbelievable success at Manchester United. Yet either side of Van Nistelrooy, Manchester United are unbelievably successful. Yet while he's there, they win like, what, one league title is it when <laughs> he's there? Uh, so maybe Haaland has that effect. I think they'll probably have so much depth in Manchester City, they'll still be fine. But yeah, that, like, that was one of the questions coming into the season. They scored 99 goals last season. You know, they scored over 100 goals a couple of seasons before that. What was the point of this? What What is the point of this? Well, the uh, maybe the point league, of it is that, that, that in April, in a Champions League, yeah. he scores he scores two goals in a game that, that they struggle otherwise in. I, I don't I know. That you're, you're all uh, throwing out all these doubts there. You know, not as defensively as they were once at it. Maybe Pep has overthought this again. Uh, Haaland's not the right choice. And then all like sheep, you've all followed City down the path. Sorry, nobody said Haaland is not the right choice. I think Haaland, there is no question in any way about what it adds pressure. That adds pressure. Because Haaland, Haaland in your team after you've already won the league means you have to now win the league with Haaland. And you have to win the Champions League probably with Haaland. But like, otherwise Pep Guardiola's the bottler here, not Arsenal. Uh, po- I wouldn't say again. I think Butler is too strong a word for either of these. But I think no, if Manchester City uh, don't win the league, it's an underachievement with that squad that is there. Uh, the Champions League is always a bit of it's a one-off game. It's well, we don't have the Champions League in there. But who do you no, who don't. do you honestly think? That's a dart, that's a dart throw this stage, isn't it? Yeah, it's a city. It's a city it's or all, Bayern. It's all. It's all a dart throw. I, I think Arsenal have been incredibly impressive. It isn't, it isn't right a dart throw. Have. We're going to get to Limerick and we're going to get to Kerry. It is not a dart throw. And we're going to get to That's France. Down They're all nailed on. But um, I think the Champions League, you've got to wait and see you know, what teams are still standing come the quarterfinal stage. I think all of your arses must be sore from sitting on the fence. I think we should just jump oh, off silly. the Champions League fence here. Okay. The Champions League fence. Real Madrid. Okay, there you go. But then you're looking at the draw. So, like, you look at Liverpool so far this season and think, are they going to win the Champions League? No, they're playing Real Madrid in the knockout stages. But the winner of that, the momentum you take from that, mm, like, yeah, you will probably have them as second favourites behind. Whoever wins that second favourites after that game behind Manchester City, yeah, is the draw for the next round made? No, okay. Liverpool could be there, but again, there will be teams because of the way the draw is gone. Sorry, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to go to Napoli. Oh, Napoli, best team in Europe so far this year. But then the Christmas break, who knows? They have been impressive. When's the last time a Napoli type team won though? Was it was it Porto? I know. There's been surprises since, but I mean, as good as big a surprise as that would be a huge surprise. And would it though? Like they're the best team in Italy. <sighs> they've absolutely annihilated like everybody that they played at home so far this season. But then Liverpool have been found out since they thrashed the Liverpool team that isn't the Liverpool maybe that it was two or three years ago. Yeah, I I I think the Champions League. It's just so difficult to predict because there's a lot of good teams. How do they come back in February for the last 16? Some of them are going to knock each other out. You can't predict the draw. Like The winners of Liverpool, Real Madrid could end up playing Manchester City in the next round. Mm. Suddenly they all take each other out and there's a nice little route for the Napolis of this world to go through over on the other side and do something. Uh, you know, I think looking at what we're talking about, the Premier League, yeah. I think Arsenal are going to go very, very deep into this. Uh, will they sign in January? Do they need to they have a little bit of depth? Like they have Emil Smith-Rowe coming back now, who suddenly means he can play in one of those three positions behind Gabriel Jesus. Maybe Gabriel Jesus starts scoring in the second half of the season. Oh, he starts scoring a hell of a lot of goals in the second half of the season. Uh, you know, I think they're here to stay. Like Zinchenko hasn't played a huge amount in the first half of the season. He's back, he's rested. If he's fully fit, I still think it was a huge mistake for Manchester City to get rid of him. I think this will be a lot closer than people feel. What's that? What does that mean? Five points? Uh, not necessarily points. I think it'll go down to the final couple of weeks of the season. Like they meet in the middle of February uh, for the first yeah. time. They meet a couple of times around then. April. You need to win those games. That's when. Okay. If you go back to the Liverpool Manchester City rivalry, those ge- like those games. Well, Arsenal had a lot. Of, always actually were decisive. Arsenal had a lot of players in the World Cup. Not that Man City didn't, but Haaland had the had a little bit of rest, holiday treatment over the. Christmas period he's injured though and his injury profile yeah. is not amazing true Arsenal have now sh- started to show like given given who they're beating around them with consistency and I'll repeat the United blip notwithstanding but they have them again in January we'll see how that goes but I think that that those two games Nathan mentions the February one and the April one against City like you're talking Ger, five or six points that's probably, if there is going to be something in it it'll if there's going to be a gap in it it'll be in City's favour let's face it yeah. um, and those two are probably title deciders and I do think 
Um, I, I think you're talking about Arsenal. Are they going to win it or are they going to finish, finish second? I think that's the only question mm. about that. Yeah, so that's our first prediction in the books. Premier League winner for 2023. Adrian's going Arsenal. Myself, Jarrett, Nathan for Manchester City. Sheep. Sheep, Sheep yeah. says, says uh, Adrian. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro, easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. The next one on our list is the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. So we've gone with the winners first. We'll get to how we think Ireland are going to fare under Vera Pau. But uh, again, Adrian is the black sheep on this one. He's gone for England. We, uh, on the other hand, the other three of us in the room have gone for the Americans, who of course have won the previous two incarnations of the World Cup. Um, I mean, make the case for England there, Adrian. Go on. It's coming uh, home. Well, why, did, why did you marry England, Adrian? What? 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 <laughs> he asked you, why don't you marry England? What? Yeah. Um, again, the the sheep have gone one obvious direction. You've looked up the odds. Uh, US are are short odds to win it, and that's the that's the easy pick. But I think you just got to scratch away a little bit, a uh, little bit after that. Jeremy mentioned earlier on about that uh, sort of uh, winning mentality of City that they know or was it Nathan know how to win the thing, and I think that like obviously uh, the three lines. Um, obviously, haven't got the Euros done. I think themselves in the US, it, there is actually a lot of similarities between the Premier League race themselves in the US are our favourites anyway. So again, it's not particularly outlandish. Uh, they have the know-how, they have the players. Um, you know, they're probably built more around like some of the other teams that'd be in the mix for it are probably have a lot more, um, you know, uh, uh, individuals like in the Haaland sort of nature. And England are probably more about the collective. Obviously, they've um, some incredible players there: uh, Kirby Mead, Bronze. Uh, not bad, but I do think that, um, yeah, I think that they've got the the confidence up. They've got the nation behind them. Um, Beth Mead no, is going to miss the World Cup. She has no, an ACL injury. She's one of their best players. Uh, it's a massively damaging blow uh, for England, who probably, do they have the depth of a of a USA? Like, the USA get to the semifinals of every single World Cup. They've won it four times. They are always in the semifinals. Yeah, it, may, it might be the obvious thing, because it's the obvious easy thing call. that's going to happen. Easy call. But sometimes yeah. you have to make the easy call, don't you? I mean, if, if you really believe like, This isn't a come up with some random team that's going to win something segment. No. It's a that's who's exactly actually, what this is. It's a who's actually going to win it. <laughs> for the reasons we set out at the very start, that's exactly what this is. Nobody will ever see this again unless you've got an connection that comes off. I know. It turns out you're a contrarian <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? Uh, no, no. But uh, look, at need notwithstanding, I still think that, that that sort of bank of experience of knowing how to get it done... Um, you know, there's an expectation suddenly around them, and I do think that uh, they can deliver. And like more luck to them. It is all about Westmead, not Bethmead. You see, hey. well, uh, it's going to be a, no, it's going to be a good tournament. 20th of July, 20th of August. I think we're all going to drop tools and just watch this one for a while. I mean, it's going to be one of those tournaments. And we play. Look, it's Australian, New Zealand hosted. We play. We have Australia in our group. Yeah, this is what people care about. How far yeah. are we? Don't care. Go. So That's we'll how we'll the interest levels will be driven for this. <laughs> we'll move on to that. We have a graphic for this. So, how far will Vera Powell's Republic of Ireland team get in this 2023 Women's World Cup? That is the important question. So, we've kind of gone different directions with this one. Jerry, you've gone for Ireland to get to a quarter final. That would be Oof. something. Nathan, you're uh, you're the pessimist for a knockout of the group stage. Uh, and myself and Adrian uh, believe that Ireland will progress through the group, but potentially be knocked out in the round of 16, which I think is fairly realistic when you look at our group. So for Ireland, just for the fixtures, 20th of July, Australia. So the opening game against the hosts. 26th of July, then it's against Canada. And on the 31st of July, we play Nigeria in Brisbane. So the first game in Melbourne, the uh, following two at Lang Park in Brisbane. So Two draws and a late winner. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. Yeah, to be honest... Um, uh, I've been looking at this a lot over the last 24 hours and I've been 
revising what I've been thinking and, and maybe they will make the last 16 like there's ah, a very on there's the a very again. good chance that if they make the last 16 Ireland will be playing England they might also make the quarterfinal semi-final and final uh, which would obviously be very difficult no I didn't know that who are the owners up in their group they'll play the winner from whatever from England's group, group. A, who are who, going to be England England versus who England's group I'll have it here in front of me in just a second um, England have Denmark, China and the playoff group B winners which are as yet undecided um, I mean, they'll beat Denmark and China, England. There's, a lot comes down to that first game against Australia. Uh, Australia lost their first game of the last World Cup. Ireland have beaten them recently, but it's on home soil, the opening game of the tournament. A lot of pressure on it them. It does feel like it's going to be an incredibly tight group. Remember Cathy Freeman talking about the absolute pressure that she felt mm. to win at the Sydney Olympics. And like there, she was nearly sick with it. I can imagine the whole country. You know, they, they do like to lay it on thick. Uh, Australian sports fans generally. Yeah, mate. The, I think the worry for Ireland is that the Nigeria game is last, and that you find yourself in a scenario where you have to win. Not, not. I, I think they. I think they can beat Nigeria. That you're almost out of it before that game. Like, if you look at qualification, the nine top seeds won their groups. Eight of the nine top seeds came second. Ireland were the only one to break through. Generally, at these tournaments, so far. It goes by the overall quality and not much ever changes that. Now, Ireland have shown that they have a way of beating the better teams, of getting results against the better teams, and maybe they are so well built for tournament football, they grind out a result against Australia, they grind out a result against Canada, and they go in knowing if they beat Nigeria, which I think would be the ideal scenario, that they qualify for the knockout stages. I just think it's going to be so... That's what I said about five minutes ago. Draw, draw, win. But Canada are the Olympic champions they're clearly getting stronger and stronger and I just wonder about Australia on home soil I know the pressure that comes with that but actually maybe they're invigorated by that it doesn't feel like it's a great Australian side even though they have one of you know, the best players in the world in Sam Kerr mm. but I, I think it will be if they were to get to the knockout stages I, again I think it's just an unbelievable achievement considering the group that they find themselves in considering the amount of travel they're going to have to do from Sydney to Perth back to Brisbane uh, the more I looked at it the more I did start to think last 16 maybe I am being pessimistic in general I, I think in life. I think a draw in either of those games the Australia or Canada game is a serious result for Ireland like that's they're the ones that they need to target to try and get something out of and that's kind of like I'm to be honest having hard overruling head because if it goes to form, they are going to struggle to get out of that group. But I think that anything beyond that with England and the horizon um, would be a stretch. And it'd be an awful shame if they did end up losing the first two and there was nothing on the line for the Nigeria game. Like you were saying, if there was a, if they had been flipped and, uh, you know, there was something, you know, it was all heart and the sleeve stuff for the last game and on we go, uh, you might fancy them a bit more. But um, I think Adrian's been yeah, overruling his head on the first three picks here so far. Um, but Yeah, and it's hard to get a, like the, the tournament has changed because there's more teams in it this time around like all of these teams got to the last 16 of the last World Cup that they're going to play but third place teams managed to qualify for the last 16 last time around this time it's obviously just the top two so that there's point, not too much room for error that point on the hosts playing the hosts in the first game of the tournament <clears throat> imagine the hype before that match against Australia now pressures for tyres but this Australian team are experienced but the hype before that game th- there's nothing no pressure on the Republic of Ireland team and that, that is going to be a game that we could definitely get a draw at least from. Possibly, possibly. And I think Ireland probably won't be the best team to watch in the tournament. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, grim. It's interesting when you talk to the players. They love, like it's rare you hear a group of players say like we're not great to watch, but you know we know how to get a result. We don't care. Clean uh, sheets. And that's that's what uh, tournament football has always always been about. But it also means if you find yourself going behind, yeah, it's difficult. They don't have the the wherewithal to get out, and the, the injuries are definitely not going to uh, play. The injuries in their you'd assume are going to have to be a factor for for almost every sure. country and it has allowed Ireland to build a bit of depth when they're missing four or five players for those last couple of games people have come in like the experience that they have is insane Like it's the younger players though who are mm. going to add a little bit of dash and brio and be the bolters to get in the team who you know have traditionally filled a, fulfilled a big role for Ireland at World Cups um, I don't know I, I'm just hopeful that they'll get out of the group and cause a bit of a shock that's it the kickoff times I think are fairly... we're built to create shocks I can easily see us you can see us being knocked out on penalties if we do get to the last 16 because we're so difficult to um, if we lose that game because we're so difficult to break down so 
Yeah, fair. We'll take it. Look, we'll take it, uh, any of them, but uh, pessimist Nathan will not. Will not. We'll ignore that one now. Group stage, and, and uh, hopefully we can get beyond round of sixteen. I'm waiting to be waiting to be surprised. Proven wrong. Okay, let's hope. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Tyranny of low expectations. <laughs> exactly. Set the bar low, and we'll be happy. Exactly. Exactly. Welcome to another round of drawing board or Miro board. Today we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of. One, drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again. Now. You're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. The next one is Six Nations winners for, for 2023. Uh, so again, Adrian has gone slightly awry here. Uh, slightly different. <laughs> slightly arrived before um, the tournament begins. <laughs> Jer, well, you see, Adrian doesn't realise that rugby exists outside of South Dublin. So, of course, yeah, yeah. Ah, cheese and wine. Uh, Jer, Nathan, and myself have gone with France, and Adrian has opted for Ireland to win the Six Nations. I've got almost in hope gone for France because you don't want to peak. You don't want to peak too early next year. I know that. I, look, my Are we not at a stage now with Ireland where we're afraid of peaking at any stage? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, don't peak, you don't want to peak in 2023. That's like you do want to peak next year. Why not just yeah. go and win the Six Nations and then go and do? Then, well the World then Cup? there's pressure. There's already nah, pressure. You just said pressure is retired. No, I know. You got to go. You got to go and win it. You got to go and win it. And the, and the games are stacked this year as well. That it's France at home in the second round, England at home in the final weekend, and like it's not that when we had the repeat of these fixtures as they change every other year in 2021 it wasn't that we were able to get all our business done at home either and we'd have um Kevin Cropper in Cardiff in the opening weekend that that certainly put us in the back foot so um but I do think if you're being serious about trying to win a world cup I think that like Cardiff why, why you think we get to win six nations to win the world cup um I mean that is that is a that is a hill to die on right there but I mean I think um go on down it's um, Unfortunately, there's no there's no half heartedness about it, right? Because I I think that it's almost at the stage where you know certainly one thing that I would like to see is Carberry get some game proper game time, not just against Italy, but uh, I don't know. Can you jeopardize results at this stage? Because you're definitely close enough uh, to the World Cup to start doing some damage. You know, you can just see it like the opening weekend against uh, Wales away. Wales have figured this out. We need to come up with a new game plan. It's panic stations. We're six months out. Everything, all this thing that we thought we were going to work, work up, it's all built on a bit of sa- uh, bed of sand. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm not saying you need to absolutely win the Six Nations, but I'd like to see us go and try. Okay, so you you have your uh, finger on the, the rugby alicadoo pulse. Uh, do you think people really think we're going to win the World Cup? Yeah. What? Yeah, definitely. What? I mean, uh, wh- why why shouldn't you think we we because we have uh, to we have to play I, I South Africa and or New Zealand and or France on the I same guess side. There's a difference there between, between can can and will, right? Everybody thinks we can, right? Are we agreed on that? Yeah, I think there's no one disagreeing. Uh, I mean, it would be like a, a, a bit of a miracle to beat all those teams. Yeah, but look, he's got to, uh, to win a World the, Cup. Yeah. Like, there is you, don't, you don't get a soft rugby World Cup. You do. You do. England it's, it's on the other side of the draw could easily play yeah, Wales and Argentina to get to a final. It's an unkind drop, but they ain't going to get to change that. They've proved. I don't know what you're shaking your head at. That's true. <laughs> why? Why not? They can change all these. Um, they can. They, they can change. They can't change the fixtures. They are what they are now, and they've proven that they can beat those teams. Like it's not going to be a shock now if Ireland beat New Zealand or Ireland beat South Africa at these tournaments. It just isn't in a way that it would have been before. It would have been like a Japan-style sort of freak result yeah. it's not that anymore so no. they can whether they will is with, the dartboard will is the is that, uh, yeah but I don't think anybody thinks Ireland are going to win the World Cup will will win I don't think I don't I don't, I don't know anybody who's like yeah I've seen it now I've, the evidence is all there we're going to win this I think you almost have to sacrifice a Six Nations to win a World Cup <clears throat> as in what Adrian said there you play Carberry you, you don't play Six Nations every game I don't want to hear Joey Carberry's name in 2023 I'm sick sick of Joey Carberry 
Play some bloody good rugby. Do something special for Munster. Put a bit of pressure on the coach. Otherwise, shut up complaining. I don't want to... I, Joey Carberry is not the answer. Johnny Sexton is the answer. We're not saying he's going to play ahead of Sexton. I mean, if Sexton gets injured, which is very likely... If Sexton gets injured, we're screwed regardless. No, we're not. Not necessarily. Get, Joey Carberry playing one game to... against Wales in the Six Nations is not going to prove he can do it in a well, World Cup quarter final. Tournament. If play he has to kick a, a late penalty. Tournament. Why would we play him? We don't even know if he's the best out half at Munster. Well, or play Crowley the whole tournament. Play somebody the whole tournament so that you've got five games of top quality international rugby under your belt... Leave Sexton on the bench. Never then... has a player had to do so little. Nathan, would you please tell us what, what you really think? Come oh, on. Sorry, I'm just I'm sick of the Joey Carberry conversation and that Johnny Sexton should just step aside for the good of Irish rugby. Hey, the good of that. Irish rugby is that Johnny Sexton should just somehow miraculously stay fit for the entire World Cup. We have a break between the South Africa game and the Scotland game. Nice ten days for Johnny to put the feet up. Two weeks, isn't and it? then you come back. Two weeks, yeah. yeah. So what if he gets in injured, touch wood, in that first game, he gets injured. He gets injured. We have nobody Joey ready. Carberry does in February or March is going to convince us that he's any better prepared Why could it the not? thing Joey Carberry needs to do is have a six month run for Munster where he guides them with, guides them what through Car- what if Carberry big plays important ha- games and shows that he's fully fit like Joey Carberry is more injury prone than Johnny Sexton is what if he plays well and plays well if you put, confidence if off you the put, up if you put Johnny Sexton in that Munster team he's not getting you to a cup final if that's what you're suggesting like that's a mm. I mean I'd say there's probably a better chance you get to a because the entire culture of the place changes. Yeah, well, I, t- I do take the point, but it's not like Joey Carberry can't single-handedly win them a Heineken Cup final. No, and, uh, and so if, if it's not Carberry, then it's Crowley. But you, you need to see what they can do in the test environment when they know early in the week, I'm going to be in charge of the weekend, I've run through everything, I've been there for the captain's run, I've had all the kicking in advance, and I'm not, I'm not finding out 25 minutes before kickoff that Johnny's injured and isn't going to play. Like... So you need to make a contingency plan. We've had four years. No one has stepped forward. Fair enough. Nobody's good enough. Everybody thought it was going to be Harry Byrne or uh, I don't know who else, but at various stages. And I agree with you. Johnny Sexton, if he's injured, our chances, I don't think anybody would say we have a chance of beating South Africa or France or New Zealand if Sexton's not playing. We will be massive underdogs in that game. There's no player in world rugby who will swing the line more than Johnny Sexton being available or not available. We're already, look, the Six Nations and the World Cup are inextricably linked here anyway, so we're already there. We might as well bring up the graphic in terms of our Rugby World Cup predictions. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll see, one of us has gone fairly optimistically here uh, with Ireland, and it is myself, Jer, Nathan and Adrian opting for France to win the 2023. You had a rope and dope master plan there, Shane, where Ireland was like, uh, play, play one of the other tens. For the entire tournament. Lose and the then, Six Nations, yeah. And then show up with, hey, we've got Johnny Sexton. Yeah, with expectations well. lowered. We talk about Johnny Sexton as if having one of the greatest out-halves of all time at our disposal as a bad thing because nobody's near him. We don't. Yeah, but his injury, his injury profile means you have to talk yeah, about alternatives. He's never played five games in a row. He's never played five games in a row since, like, Who? when? Sexton. When's the last time he's missed five games in a row? What do you mean? He's... Like, he might... Every player misses the odd game here or there. Yeah, but it's like, in the World Cup, you so can't Harvey miss the World Cup quarterfinal. I, I still don't... There's nothing Joey Carberry has shown that suggests throwing him in. What's your solution here? We just roll with Johnny Sexton for his time. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he gets injured, what do you do? What do you do when he gets injured? What's your plan? Pray? What's your plan? What's your plan? That's all you can do. No, you need a You're plan. Make a plan. It's like Luke Donald turning up for New Zealand. It's like Stephen Donald turning up for New Zealand. It doesn't really matter. You just hope to God somebody can turn up on the day and do a job. <laughs> Luke That's Donald. all you can do. Okay. Because I'm- you cannot somehow magic Joy Carberry into a Johnny Sexton type genius or Crowley or Frawley or any of them none of them have played enough what you need is somebody else to step up yeah but sure it hasn't happened Joy Carberry I mean not a number 10 you need Robbie Henshaw Gary Ringrose Gibson Park they need to become the fulcrum of the team I think I think they will I I mean that's my my abiding hope here that when when the inevitable World Cup injury and Sexton misses a game right because it will happen more than likely at his age it'd be remarkable for him to be able to play maybe he plays the whole thing I don't know but, like, he has to be fit to play the whole thing. So you're, on, you're Andy Farrell, Nathan. Johnny Sexton gets injured in the first game. What, genuinely, what is, your, what is your plan? What do you do? I look at whoever the form number 10 is at that time. How do you know say, the form if you haven't played him in the Six up. Nations? That's the most it's recent six game. six months previous. We've got a, yeah, but a couple of World Cup warm-up games. Are There's no games of, of any re- significant but relevance. If somebody comes in, so if Joey Carberry plays the next five months at a level we've never seen him play before and is actually maybe putting some pressure on 
Then you go, actually, Joey Carver, you're playing out of your skin. I don't think anything he does in February changes that discussion. Because no matter what he does in February, you're not dropping Sexton for him for the big games. Sexton plays against France and England in the Six Nations. No, but it gives you faith that if the a situation comes where Sexton does get injured, he's ready to do it. To step in, Carberry. If he's done it in the Six Gatton, Nations. I don't think Gatton games that mean for a something. World Cup quarterfinal. Six Nations um, matches. Like people go back to 2017 or 2019 or 2015. Like we had insane amount of injuries. That may happen again. Yeah, probably will. But that's not. That happens every Does a triple crown or Grand Slam decide or not prepare you for a World Cup quarterfinal? The pressure of it. A kick, a, a few kicks in the last 20 minutes of a match. Of course it does. It helps. 100%. If Joey Carberry's the Nathan, man on the pitch, he's ready to go. What Nathan is saying there about like uh, Ringrose, Enshaw, Gibson Park, and any amount of other players is already true. Mm. Like you're not waiting for that. That's already true. Like Gary Ringrose is captain, captain of the team every other week. He's man of the match for whatever team he's playing for every other week. Enshaw has all those capabilities. Gibson Park, like it's all over the pitch. It's it's right there. But having said all that, uh, obviously the mercurial talents of your man taking them out of any team um, is going to diminish it. So uh, we'll see. Like they, pro- they probably can't win a World Cup if, if he says. Here will be a thing. If we could say right, change your prediction based on Johnny Sexton remaining fit all the way through. Oh, would yeah. you then go for Ireland? I would, I would certainly be excited by that whole prospect. I, I really think we have a good chance of beating France in the semis or the quarters. Yeah. Um, Sam Monson of PFF. I don't know if you all know Sam. He would have been a regular guest on uh, various NFL pods down through the year. His t- pinned tweet is about John Gruden, who's an NFL coach, once asking Tom Moore, who was. Um, coach of the um, the Peyton Manning team uh, why do Peyton's backups not get more reps fellas if 18 that's Peyton Manning's number fellas if 18 goes down we're fucked and we don't practice fucked <laughs> Nathan is in the uh, Tom Moore school of like we don't practice fucked we don't care if Sexton goes down fellas we're fucked but you can't well, have that he did point out himself he is coming from the school of like oh Shane Mullen is injured and Lee Keegan is gone what we, yeah true it, the world of excuses like, I missed yeah. that. Are you already making the excuses? I'm not making any excuses. We haven't got oh, to that section yet. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro, easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Next one up is, by chance, the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship. Of course, Kerry champions. Uh, the Dubs have Jack McCaffrey, Paul Mannion, Pat Gilroy in the backroom team as well. Kerry... Why is there an asterisk? Hold, hold the phone. You can't have an asterisk. So myself, uh, I've gone for Kerry. Adrian Kerry... Nathan Dublin and Jared Kerry with an asterisk for some reason. Um, do you oh, that care to explain a, that first? I was just assuming that uh, Clifford says fit. Ah, Jesus. Uh, Jared, you had, you had Brent... I think if, if, if memory serves, about a month ago, you had Brent Pope on the show and you made him pick. You got to pick. Oh, I'm picking Kerry. Kerry's okay. to lose. <laughs> Sorry, asterisk... Well, then we'd be putting asterisk, asterisk over all of these. Haaland, if Haaland's fit, City will win. No, if think, Sexton's fit, Ireland will win the World Cup. I think City are going to win regardless of whether Haaland's fit. But um, really, yeah. Well, I go back there, but fair. I mean, the, no, the asterisk has to be taken out of that. Um, if Clifford's fit, of course they, they'll challenge. I mean, they have to be. No, no to if Clifford's fit, they're going to win. <coughs> they're an unstoppable juggernaut. They, 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 they can't, they can't be beaten now. Surely, the Sean O'Shea point goes wide. For example. Listen, everybody who wins the All-Ireland, Gilroy has them down as this dynasty team. Tyrone, we're going to be. Look at the, look at the age profile of that Tyrone team. They're going to dominate for years. Gotta go and do it. The Dubs are the only ones who've done it. No, They're said, the only unstoppable. Never said Tyrone were going to dominate. The only I, unstoppable juggernaut. They were stoppable last year. No, they were the original. Original, but yeah, um, original. Uh, look, yeah, I, 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 I've gone for Dublin, but I, it was a very tight call. I just think, I think Kerry will win like three of the next four, or three of the next five, and the Clifford will do unbelievable things. And part of me just wants them to Clifford to go to another level again this year. And 
you know, with the exception of the obvious other thing that could happen that I would like to happen, uh, but it's probably unlikely to happen. Go away winning. Uh, yeah, Mayo winning. Give Kevin McStay uh, a year first to settle in. No, we don't have time for settling in no? Mayo. Okay. Age profile. Uh, Dublin are throwing everything at this year. Pat Gilroy's there. Khan is going to be fit. Paul Mannion's back. Jack McCaffrey's back. Like, they are laser focused on giving Desi this one in front of a full Hill 16, full Crow Park. And I just think there's going to be a focus to Dublin this year that we haven't seen for the last couple of years that will just about see them over the line. You're all going to ridicule me when I say this by saying the league is irrelevant, but hear, hear me out for just, just a second. Dublin being in Division 2, is that a negative in that they're playing slightly weaker teams than they would have been in prep for the Championship? Or is it a positive in that they're under the radar and not really as big a focus as they would have been? I think it's a positive in that they get to blend a bunch of players who've never played into the setup and uh, no one cares about the results, but there's no massive jeopardy on them either. Like I, I never felt like... Maybe the Dubs felt like they were using those games. You know, using the Paddy talking on the football pod and it's like sometimes they'll be coming back from uh, from the holiday straight off the plane, basically, to play matches and they'd win and they'd be like, yeah, we're at it. But I, I'm not sure that this group have enough of those players who know exactly what it takes. And so by winning a load of games, there'll be a team who have a lot of confidence and then they'll win a load of games in Leinster before they get to the new round robin, whatever it's called. Do we have a name for it yet? Oh, if there's a name for it. Sweet 16s? That'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, I'd go for that. My super sexy Sweet 16s? If it hasn't been already uh, copyrighted and trademarked, let's go for that one. Um, the other thing with all of this is the setup of the championship system this year, which is so goddamn convoluted. And the fact that you know, Westmead, Westmead are somehow guaranteed to be in the All-Ireland series already. Uh, what do you mean, one, division, one Division 14 from Connacht is going to be in there. Which means you're going to have Mayo, Roscommon, Galway, two of those possibly among the lower seeds. And then remember, they go to four groups of four, but after that, there's going to be a preliminary quarterfinal before you play a quarterfinal, which means 12 of those teams will stay in it. Oh, it's 12, so it's, so it's so, four, four, 16, and 12 stay in? So the group runners up play the group third place finishers in the preliminary quarterfinal? In every group. In every group. In the same group. So I presume it's not in the same group. I presume it's crossways. Mm. So all of a sudden you could have a scenario where a Kerry or a Dublin find themselves having to play a huge amount of very difficult games very quickly and somebody getting their nice soft draw with Westmead. Um, Fab piss off. Like, Jesus, coming from Leitrim or Sligo. Coming from me. No, there's no way a West Leitrim or Sligo are getting past the preliminary quarterfinals. But I'm saying is in with like a Leitrim or Sligo. If they end up in the same group, one of them will be getting to a preliminary quarterfinal. Yeah. Get a grip. But a preliminary quarterfinal. And then. So you could end up with a soft group, soft preliminary quarterfinal, or else you could end up in a group where Mayo, Galway, Ross Common are your fourth seeds, one of the tough Ulster teams are your third seeds. Could you end up with those as your fourth seeds? Yeah. Because they're going to be knocked out in the first round okay, of Okay, so Mayo, Roscommon or Galway? Galway. Are on the same side? They're on the same side. But one of those will also be the winners of a group? Yeah, one of them will also be... Yeah, the the conic draw has severely weighted this in the, against... But the I just think my, my it, overall point is it's so different to what we've ever had before There is room for shenanigans. it could actually definitely. change the... Mm the path for yeah. a lot of teams but isn't it similar in Ulster like Tyrone played Monaghan in, in, in an Ulster quarter final the loser of that is all of a sudden out of a Monaghan <clears throat> excuse me but Monaghan like Vinnie Corey's there's a, there's a weight behind him the, the whole county's behind him some good players there but geez, you'd hope so that's the very least shame I mean if they're outside not without the whole county behind them yeah. Yeah. there are many, the, the, there are the many counties that's not the case yeah. the condescension like con- uh, consistent elitism and like from the likes of Murphy there is just it's uh, it's off the charts, but it's got to be Kerry lads for me. I, I look at to be fair, you have to take all those Dublin factors into account. But I think that Kerry are sort of unique in that, like you know the way you've seen in these counties previously, and like Kerry are sort of in that trajectory in that, like most of those players obviously have never won in Ireland before. So are they sated by that? And there's nothing in the Kerry psyche that ever suggests that. Like almost, it's like winning the All Ireland to them is like more chum in the water for them to uh, push on they, they're not they're not sated by it they're at it again like ferocious piranhas or whatever the continuing <laughs> analogy would be there um, and I think that that uh, that it won't um, that that won't sate them who who are the provincial winners that's what I was going to say so we're all we're all on board with Kerry and Dublin of course and Munster and, and Leinster but um, Ulster first of all who, oh, who are we going with Ulster? That's well. You've got Derry and Armagh merging. You've got the old dogs in Tyrone, Donegal, Monaghan potentially in there as well. 
that it's fairly impossible to call. Even Cavan won it a couple of years ago, but <clears throat> I can't see that being repeated. Well, you look at the Ulster draw, you've got Donegal down, Armagh, Cavan, Antrim on one side. So, like Donegal, no Michael Murphy, new management team. You've got to think there's a big opportunity for Armagh. Mm. Massive. Yeah, and then the other side is what, Tyrone, Monaghan, Derry? Mm. For Amana. Not even mentioned Derry yet, like. Yeah, I mean, Derry, <clears throat> Derry for me, like. <laughs> Derry will, will have the rocket under their ass after last season's All-Ireland semi-final. Like, but all of these teams go into, all of those teams are going to qualify on the basis of their league campaign with the exception of Not necessarily because of, again, what's happened with the draw. Uh, some of the Division 2 teams may well be under pressure. Because so if you're relegated from Division 2, you definitely yeah. fall, you don't qualify for the All-Ireland series unless you get to a provincial final. Right. Well, last year's Ulster final, Derry. So are, beat there, them. are there seventeen teams? How, how are they making sixteen? So it's so the, Westmead will be gar- if you get to a provincial final, you're left. guaranteed. So the eight provincial finalists are guaranteed a place, right? Yes. And then you work down the league rankings for the. Oh, next okay. Day. So you don't know at the end of the league whether. But also Westmead are guaranteed to be one of them. So there's so, nine. Some, somehow says Nathan, despite the fact so, that they've so won the trophy last year, if we, guarantees ass- a position if, in, in if we assume Westmead yeah. don't get to a provincial <laughs> final, if we assume that. Then you've got nine places already gone, so then it goes down the rankings for the seven teams. They're on the handy side of the draw, so they actually only have to beat Meath to get to a provincial final. So they could do the GA a favour by actually mm. uh, getting there and getting it's on the It's not the possibility at all. No, it really isn't. Um, you'd, you'd give them a decent chance. So the teams, you do actually need to finish fairly high up in Division 2 to be guaranteed then. Yeah, so... So let's say, let's say for example, on that weak side of Connacht, a team comes through. Mm. So that's going to be a team. So that, and that's, that's guaranteed one of those. That's two positions. From right. So there's, two, so there's four teams left, and there's eight in Division 1. They're all guaranteed. Six in Division 1 are guaranteed, top six, and then the top two from Division 2 get promoted. So they are ranked above the two relegated sides from Division 1. Okay, so that's uh, eight sides there. There's 14. Yeah. So there's no eight. And in, you need Cork to come through... It's like Cork, a Cork Cork Nations two. League lads all over again. Well, it's just easy. So uh, Cork and Kerry are on different sides of the draw. Yeah, so you'd assume they're coming through and then Cork need to finish. Yeah. Say that to Limerick. Mm. And so what if happens you, if I think if you look at it realistically, it's three or four of the Division 2 teams are going to be struggling because Dublin are going to win Division 2, you have to assume, and get promoted. Meath are in there. Kildare, uh, Louth, Derry, Limerick, Cork, Clare. So I think like for a team like Kildare, Louth, league is massively Derry. important. Louth, Derry, Limerick, Cork and Clare. That's a good division. Yeah, That's what I mean, but somebody like Kildare could well be just on that borderline of... of What happens if Westmead get promoted from Division 3, get to the Leinster final, and obviously have also won the Talton Cup? They get in three times. They get to field their junior team, (laughs) an intermediate team, and a senior team. Um, I, I, by the way, I will loop back to the earlier question and say that I do. Isn't there? Some, wasn't there some stat wheeled out about when Mayo got relegated to Division Two about the last county to have won from Division Two was Armagh? Mm. Was there? Am I wrong about that? There was some stat about how life in Division Two is not uh, uh, conducive to winning the All Ireland. Um, and like, look at maybe Dublin are at a perfect point in their trajectory to um, have to rebuild from that platform rather than have to compete against the Just big guns. But briefly, before we move on, the Connacht Championship. Nathan, who who's coming out on top of that one? I know you, I know what you're going to say, but I mean, I don't know. Galway. What's the draw again? Mayo play Roscommon in the quarterfinals. The winners of that play Galway. That's that is tasty. That is tasty. So, I don't care if there's right. a minnow in the final. That's tasty. Well, there will be. There will be a minnow in the final. Yeah. I think on the basis of last season, you'd have to fancy Galway to you know they yeah right. straight through to semi final. Yeah. Uh, you don't looking really for a good that. day out alongside Westmead and the All Ireland. Like this stage of the All Ireland. Would you like an old Talton Cup season? You'd win something. Hell no. Would that kill the curse? No, that'd, just, that'd increase <laughs> the curse. <laughs> Cup. That'd make the curse worse. The Talton Cup. I, yeah, I, don't think can, I don't think Mayo can really end up in the Talton Cup this year. Is there not a way? No, not really. No, get relegated. They'll find a way. Get relegated. No, I think they'd be fine. More than likely. Well, don't you worry. If they get relegated. Be the best thing ever happened to Talchin Cup. I can tell you. So what they would need is they would need to get relegated. Yeah. And they need Dublin to win the league. They need Kildare to beat Dublin. So in the Leinster Championship, they'd need Limerick. They basically to be, need, yeah. And they'd, they'd need, need Antrim or Cavan or somebody uh, to get through on the fringes. There, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be amazing. We could just win the league, win Connacht, and then set ourselves up. It's a great run, lads. It's great, great. Or you win Talchin, and then the next year, you know, you're like... Man, we're not playing Talchin. You're like Jose Mourinho. Come on. Have a bit of respect. Have a bit of respect. All those Mayo salty tears that you end up with and the usual day at the end. Like, suddenly it's everybody's laughing and, uh, you know, heading home west, happy out. 
Siege yeah. mentality. There's going to be this Kevin McStay siege mentality around around Mayo this year. No, he's more open with the media than than perhaps previous. Why times. are we talking about Mayo? Sorry, let's move on from it. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course. Present my thoughts the way I want. Right again. Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh. There it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's won. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. So we move on to small ball, in fact. The All-Ireland Hurling Championship. And uh, there's absolutely <laughs> zero controversy in this one. We've gone... Is sport becoming Limerick, too predictable? Limerick across the board. Jerry Nathan, Adrian Shane. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> As we're all wrong, proven wrong in 12 months' time. But well, who could do it? Kilkenny? That's, I mean, why, that's where I struggled. Can we take, take that back up Trying there? to make a case for... I know what you're going to say. The size of his arms. This Limerick team are too big to lose. Well, one of these things is closer <laughs> than the other, I presume. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Martin's small head. Well, that's fair. Um, the, the likelihood of someone breaking through and beating this team is fairly slim. Isn't it? It is. Do we just all agree Limerick and move on? Is this like not the most open and short category that we have? Yeah, it's, diff- it's difficult to see anybody uh, next year. I, look, it's, it should be interesting. Everybody has a bit more tape, but they did win last year without their best player. Their best player is going to be available again for them this year. So with Kim Lynch back in the team, the one caveat is that maybe they're all exhausted from the amount of work and dedication they have to put in to win. Uh, but there's no sign of that. They're up against history. This will be a four in a row for them. And they know they can do a five in a row. And so they know they can be the greatest team of all time. And there's no reason for them to stop. And the age profile is excellent. So, yeah. Like you hear, uh, in fairness, there's a lot of stories uh, always doing the rounds around Limerick and the professionalism. But you hear the story of one of their star players saying like four days after the all I'm just going to go to the gym just to sweat off some of the beer. And he goes in, there's about ten of the other Limerick lads already in there ahead of him. Was this not on the team holiday? Uh, probably team holiday as well. I thought I heard that one on the team holiday that uh, one of them was like feeling a bit... You know, don't feel great having been in the gym and then goes down. It's like and that's what the dubs used to do. Andy Moran in his book talks about going in on an all-stars trip and Bernard's already there. A few of the dubs. Just laying down a little marker just so everybody else on the trip can see. You know, we're Baby in the gym at style. 7 a.m. But it works. Out on the road, hooking the ball off the ball, the ball wall. The it thing, works. The thing is as well, so Limerick, uh, because Limerick are doing so, so well, none of their players want to leave the panel. They don't want to go off anywhere. And we had the story at the end of November where... Two of Kilkenny's starters from last year's Hurling final are already stepping aside. Connor Brown, starting midfielder, mm. off to Australia for the year to travel. Mikey Carey, who started in halfback for that All Ireland final, he's off on his travels. There's speculation he won't return for the season as well. That's two of Kilkenny's starters from last year's final. Nobody is leaving the Limerick panel. Maybe they've been held back for the last seven, eight years by Brian Cody. From leaving. As in they couldn't travel. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Kilkenny have been held back. Maybe actually this has been an unbelievable generation of talented Kilkenny players who just are waiting for a more modern style of hurling. I think Nathan. going to be unleashed. I I thought I just woke up. I I might have just woken up, but I think Nathan just said that maybe Brian Cody held Kilkenny back. Yeah. So what you said there, it's yeah. Not, just, that's the winning mayo mentality. I'm, right just, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Yeah, we don't know. Like, what, if, what if, again? These young Kilkenny players are, are better than the Tommy Walsh, JJ, Henry generation. But hurling has moved on, and Kilkenny hasn't. Derek Ling at the wheel, of course. But we're forgetting about. We're only talking Kilkenny here. Is there anyone else that can even uh, batten into that group and, and maybe threaten Limerick? Waterford are always threatening, but never really quite get there. Uh, like the one you'd always go to is just Tip could turn up and suddenly yeah. get it all together but they've lost so many players over the last few years it's hard to make a case would you trust Cork no chance by the way like uh, Brian Cody holding Kilkenny back in the last se- they were in three of the last seven or eight All-Irelands like I mean is, that's not success uh, though from a Kilkenny point of view hardly a great sign well from Nathan's point of view that's absolute success well true I suppose from, from a Mayo perspective you'd take the finals uh, that's all you can get, but yeah, I think we have to. I think we have to move on from that one. That's yeah. Is there, any, is there any point? No. no. Limerick, I'm just Limerick confused by the, they've won three of the last seven or eight All Irelands. 
been in three of the last seven finals. Like he's been in the finals. Come on, sure. Is that what Kilkenny's about? I know you're what Kilkenny's about. Get into All Ireland finals. A couple of also oh, that's success for some counties, is it? Have you ever had no, uh, getting to All Ireland finals? A success for some counties. Have you ever tried Bailey's New Porridge? <laughs> I recommend it. We're that close now. You know, you may as well hung for sheep as a lamb. On sale for a tenner. What? Bottle of Bailey's. <laughs> Bottle of Bailey's <laughs> just a tenner. Yeah. Where was that? So I think in all all is it everywhere. Reputable. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Happy New Year. Folks. Have we figured out shot what a Bailey whiskey. shot is? A, a double, a double, porridge. a double. Yeah. So a double shot is a Bailey shot. Yeah. That's is it, yeah? Well, that's yeah. what we're saying. But I, does anyone use a shot glass for Bailey's? No, you put no, it. You just pour it. You put a glass of ice. Don't you put it in a glass, yeah. And yeah. put in a big thing of ice and a make sure you get it both of the Bailey's, ice. Yeah. please. Pint of Bailey's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the Bailey's coffee man around the, the Hannah House for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even into the new year. I think up to January oh, 6th. It's oh, oh no, no. They're unconnected. They're, this is a divorce from Christmas. You can have a Bailey's coffee anytime. You, you deserve is it. Not it. A bit, um, is it not a bit the granny from the royal family, like... No, you haven't seen their new marketing campaigns. Obviously, they've moved way past that. Mm. Like I Bailey's mean, that's is. You're, you're a sucker for marketing, that, and I wouldn't be. It's, a, yo- it's a young person's drink now. And Absolutely, none, none of you three lads will understand that, but it is a young person's drink. Yeah, sorry, oh, I, I, I remember the Bailey's ads that introduced me to Bailey's, and there was no old granny about it. Fair, 100%. <laughs> yeah. The average age is coming down for those Bailey's fans. Masters winner Irish Rory hopes. Let's go for the Masters winner first. Jer has gone Shane Lowry to finish top five. Which well, that's not the question. That's that was not asked. the question that was asked whatsoever. <laughs> Nathan has gone for a Spanish winner in John Ram. Adrian has gone for Rory to win, and I have said that uh, Cam Smith will make a little bounce over from the live tour to pick up a, a green jacket as the villain of the group. Um, Jer, do you care to elaborate on the fence sitting once more? Oh, I think Rory's going to win the Open. Um, so do I. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to win both. I actually think he's going to win the U.S. Open. And, and the Open I think he's going to have here's like Rory McIlroy's 2023 for people uh, also on the screen Jer has said he'll win the U- Open and the US Open Nathan his best chance is at the Open Adrian says he will win the Masters and I've said he'll win the Open Jer sorry go on I think um, this would take a bit of a miracle really like the level of form that he's at would need to kick up another notch for him to be as dominant as I have predicted in this where he competes at the Masters but doesn't win and is ultimately kind of disappointed by that but I think he's better Equipped as a as a person to deal with the setback of not winning the Masters, even though like that's going to complete his clean sweep or his um, his uh, major cabinet. Uh, I just think that the form that he's shown has proven that he's back to his absolute best, mm-hmm. won everything, and I mean I, I I want this to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be ridiculous for him to win both of those. It'd be like you know all time great levels. So. Um, that's what I want. He's right there, though, isn't he? Like, it, it, this year, every single tournament, he's right there. He's he's in the discussion for all of these. Like, it, to to say to win all four in one year is obviously such a ludicrous notion, but he, if this year is letting to go by, he's he's right there every time. The difficulty and is like, that to, taking four from one year to the next is impossible. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, and it's I don't difficult. think you can look at the Masters, even though he had that brilliant final round. I said, I said the Masters there in the real. Calvin, actually, <laughs> hey, maybe you get no on there. I'm talking about the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has this brilliant final round, and he holds out an 18, and it's a, it's one of the moments of the year. But it never really felt like he was going to win the Masters this year. The one, the one that he had a real opportunity in was the Open Championship, uh, and it was interesting hearing that he had, you know, COVID the week before. Um, did that have an impact? I wonder on his energy levels on the Sunday because that's what held him back. Where there was a low score out there, and I still wonder was he just that bit too conservative? Did he think, you know what, I'm Rory McIlroy, people will fall away around me, and he just didn't hold the putts when he needed to hold the putts. And I, I agree with you, Jer. I think. You know, we have, while he's maybe never been in consistently good form in his all-round game, like there's no doubt, every like every part of his game has been questioned over the last three or four years from his course management to his caddy. His driving. Uh, his driving, his putting, his wedge play, his iron play. It doesn't feel like there's any doubts about anything in his game right now. And if the Masters was the first week in January, I think everyone would say, yes, Rory's ready to grab this by the balls. But it does feel as though he has a maturity as well now that actually he won't try and change anything over the next three months that he'll just roll with this but I, I probably say this every year on this slot you know if there was one thing aside from Mayo winning in All-Ireland it'd be Rory to win the Masters mm. and I think more than ever it'd be just such a crowning glory of, take a week off work I was going to say we a Monday club yeah Tuesday Monday club. club. A Monday club, yeah. For Rory. Does that, has anyone where, ever had a Monday club for a golfer winning a tournament? Where would, where <laughs> would you have the boar's head? <laughs> on on the head. Rory in the boar's head. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shane, you, you well, Shane, Shane was in the boar's head, wasn't he, when he won the, won the Open Plus, Championship? I, yeah. I think there's... Um, there's never, a cavalry like, fight there. 
Call there's a big case that he can he can carry that form over. I think to borrow a phrase, the anger is on. Like he's got a real chip on his shoulder over the whole live stuff. He's out fighting on the course. And Good off point the course. though. What what if what if peace breaks out in that? Uh, hopefully not from his point of view. Like well, if it does, then if, maybe that changes the game. But mm-hmm. I think at the minute he's like he's out to prove that you know he is the uh, he's the hero and uh, he's the the white knight and he's selling into town and he's like taking that into his game and the anger is on fully. Um, and like you know, look at I don't know. It, it, every year that goes past, you think, "Geez, you know, with the Masters, it's such a such a pressure." Um, not not a fi- uh, there's a finite number of them left that he can actually win in his career, and I'm sure that's playing in his mind too. Um, but yeah, it's probably it's definitely a sorry. It's not it's not even a hard overhead thing. Like himself, Ram. Uh, started like Rory will start his favorite for for the Masters. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, there's yeah. any question about yeah. that. It, like he's had when you look at it statistically. This is for the fourth peak of his career, and they've all sort of lasted a similar amount of time. So the first two, he manages to win the four majors in. The third one, about 2018, he wins a load of tournaments, but then has another dip just when it comes to major championship time, and then COVID hits as well. So can he sustain this, or is this just a natural trajectory of, can he keep it into next April, May, June, July? Because the thing with the majors now is they come around in the space of four months. So can he have that hot streak that he's had really since... St. Andrews, which kickstarted all of this. I know he played well in all the majors, but in terms of winning tournaments, it feels as though sitting here right now, he should never go into a Masters in a better place. But. There's always that but. I've taken the piss of Jerry there for, for sitting on the fence by putting Lowry into top five uh, in the uh, Masters. Could there be an element of GMAC, Pebble Beach 2010 where we're talking about Rory so much that we forget about power, we forget about Lowry, and one of them could sneak in and win a major? Yeah, well, Shane is a big game player. He turns up, he 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 now knows Augusta, he knows he can play it well. He finished, what, third at the Masters last year. So I think it'll be his eighth appearance at Augusta when he goes back this year, mm. which is probably fits in with the sort of general timeline of, of players traditionally of how, many, how often you need to play that course. Um, and... I just always feel with Shane that when he's in contention in the big tournament, you back him to stay there. So I think all of the Irish golfers will have opportunities over the next few years. And even with Rory, of you know, there's a finite number of opportunities. It feels as though we could still be sitting here in 10 years and go, Rory has the talent to win a Masters. Yeah. And now the pressure's off. Nobody expects it anymore. Maybe he'll just pop up and do it. Mm-hmm. Like one of my golf tips for the year, things, or maybe we're getting to surprise things a little bit later on. I, I think Rory definitely, he's obviously going back to Royal Liverpool where he's won his Open Championship before. If he's in any sort of form, uh, has a brilliant chance of going winning that and maybe he just needs that to break it up. I, like I felt that last year, just win a major. Forget about the Masters, just win a major and maybe the Masters will come down the track as well. Yeah. I think John Rams had a really average 2022. Didn't Finished contend well, at any of the majors. Um you talk about Rory and needing the anger. There's obviously a bit of with Ram of the, you know stereotypical Spanish temperament. Oh, does it do him any good being that angry in the course? He felt he's probably felt a little bit left out. And even he made those comments after Rory and Tiger went into business together. And oh, what do you know about us? Oh, why are you asking me? I don't. I don't run golf. Ask the guys who run golf. And now he's actually a part of that. But maybe he's feeling a bit more loved again. Doesn't get the respect he deserves. John Ram. John Ram. Uh, and maybe a bit of jealousy at how Rory has been elevated even beyond golf over the past oh, year. Yeah. I think there's going to be a response from John Ram. That's Nathan's picks for the Masters, as he would call it. In the Bally, is Bally Hollis or Bally James Duff? Probably a bit of both now. Um, so that's our Masters thoughts and Rory's thoughts for, for 2023. We probably have a mo- minute or two just quickly for, for surprises. I'm going to say... Uh, status quo in the snooker Ronnie O'Sullivan potentially to, to break the record and oh, win status quo we're going to play oh, the snooker I'd watch that eighth world snooker championship it's tough to predict and if he doesn't win it Mark Allen we're going to have an Irish winner the Antrim man he's been playing very very well towards the t- tail end of 2022 and it will be status quo in the Formula 1 Max Verstappen will win a third world drivers championship I'd imagine do you lads have any other little tidbits or, or predictions for 2023 I'm playing Talton Cup football by 2024 <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, things to look forward to We'll have three Irish players playing at the Ryder Cup. Right, yeah, yeah. Shane's yeah. Power will be on that European Ryder Cup team alongside McElroy and Lowry. And uh, the week before that, the Solheim Cup is on in Europe. So Leona Maguire will be a big part of that. Leona Maguire to win a major in yeah. 2023. Yeah, fair. Anything? You lads, happy enough. You take, you take the green shoots. Any uh, Irish wins is, is a good win. Who's going to be the Republic of Ireland manager at the end of the year? Oh. I was uh, thinking about that. Oh, Jesus. That's a tough like, one. Like uh, Stephen Kenny, or not Stephen Kenny, even that question. 
Yeah. That's... Mick that's McCarthy. Tough. Mick <laughs> McCarthy, stop. stop. Big stop. Sam. <laughs> we can't go down, the, down those roads. That's the problem. There is no, there's no obvious um, person there, is there? That, like the, Chris Hutton. It's too early for Stephen Bradley. So, I mean... Well, they're definitely, if, if, if Stephen Kenny isn't the manager at the end of uh, 2023, Stephen Bradley most definitely will not be the next manager. Yeah. There'll be such a backlash against League of Ireland managers. Yeah. Fair. yeah. That's our predictions. That is the OTBAM crystal ball for 2022 into 2023. So that's all our predictions. Let us know in the comments, of course. Crystal the, swing more like, what? Oh, crystal swing boy. That's, yeah, I like it. Uh, I'll take it. I, I, th- I think we should next year make the effort, concerted effort to look back and uh, make people look like idiots in, the, in advance of playing this out and, and kind of pick back clips that uh, people made fools of themselves. But that were our predictions. Th- those were our predictions for 2023. Uh, thanks for watching. Happy New Year, folks. And we'll see you next year. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.